We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, a lot of information being poured out there in the world of the Indianapolis Colts today. A bunch of different players and coaches talked with the media today. So we're going to break it all down right here in this video. Uh, we're going to explain a couple other things that are going on in the world of the Indianapolis Colts that didn't quite make big news, but we're going to chat about it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start, Cody, with the first one here, and it was kind of a video that we were going to make a separate video, and who knows, maybe at some point if we don't hear more, then maybe we will continue to talk about it a little bit more, but we have to talk about Shane Steichen's comments about Gus Bradley. Uh, we've already seen this wave of head coaches and other coaches getting fired at the end of this season. And we're wondering, is Gus Bradley going to be one of those? Well, a couple things have been said and Steichen was asked if there was going to be any staff changes uh, throughout this process. And he said, and reference mainly to Gus Bradley said, you know, I worked with Gus for four years. I believe in continuity. I have a ton of confidence in Gus. Basically saying, I believe in continuity, I'll say that. So didn't say that Gus, if you take the words at face value, sounds like he's not moving on. But Cody, I know you had said earlier in a tweet that this just feels kind of like a, I don't want to say it because I'm still thinking about it, but I'm saying like, you know, we're kind of in that situation of just trying to figure the things out. So what did you take from Steichen's comments today? Yeah. So for me, you know, I know like the words and kind of how they're portrayed in certain ways. You can take them a couple different ways. But I actually like went back and watched Steichen's interview earlier today. And this is kind of what I gathered there. You know, Shane Steichen, I think he's a very black and white guy a lot of times, like in terms of like what he says. And so like we've seen it before where. You know, if there's something that is 100% a slam dunk that's going to happen, Shane Steichen, I don't think, is going to bleed around the bush. He's going to say it as it is. So, for example, with Gus Bradley, you know, he was asked about, do you think you share the same philosophy as Gus? 
you know, do you think this is something you want to continue? Because obviously he's not a guy that you brought in. He's a guy that you kept on your staff from you know previous coaching staff. And so, you know, Shane kind of said things like, like you mentioned, I've worked with them before. So I have that background. I believe in continuity and I have a ton of respect for Gus. And so I personally feel like if Gus was 100% coming back um, and a lot to come back, Steichen would have just come out and said it. He would have said, yep, Gus is our defensive coordinator for 2024. But he didn't say that. You know, he kind of did beat around the bush. He didn't like say one way or another, which makes me think he's not 100% sure at this point. Because obviously they're only a couple of week or a couple of days removed from this loss, so there's still a long way to go in terms of evaluation. And like you mentioned, today was Black Monday, so a lot of these coaches got released today. A lot of coaches, you know, coordinators, different guys like that. And you got to think there's probably a few more coming in the coming days and weeks. So I kind of view it as like the Colts aren't set on Gus Bradley being their guy. I think Steichen would be fine with Gus Bradley. But I don't think it's necessarily a situation where he's like, he's our guy. We're not making any changes because, I mean, I think you have to do your due diligence. If there's a coordinator out there, you know, that Shane Steichen believes is more true to his philosophy than Gus Bradley is. You're more that attacking type of philosophy. I think you have to explore it. And I really do. And so, but I do think the Colts would be okay and and Shane Steichen would be okay with keeping Gus Bradley around for another year. But I just didn't get this like overwhelming wave of confidence, Derek, that Gus Bradley is slam dunk 100% the guy for the Colts at defensive coordinator. He could be, but I don't get that sense that the Colts have necessarily made a decision yet on the future of Gus Bradley at defensive coordinator. So that's kind of how I took it and kind of heard from Steichen, kind of non-committal in certain ways, even though he did talk highly of Gus. You know, it's we've heard that before, Derek, where, you know, coaches have been asked, and that's kind of coach speak, right? They're not going to go out there and say, this guy's terrible, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're not going to say that. Shane's not going to say that. He's going to praise Gus regardless of if he's their guy or not. Right. So that's kind of what I took away from it. There wasn't a whole lot of like yes or no with Shane Steichen. And so I think the Colts obviously are going to take their time. They're going to evaluate. They're going to just figure it out and they're going to have internal conversations. I'm sure Steichen and Ballard are already starting to have some of those conversations. And so I think it's too early to tell, but I wasn't necessarily convinced that like some people probably were from some of the comments that boom, Bradley's the guy next year. Yeah, uh, you're right. And Steichen just kind of portrays that persona of if he was 100% confident in something, he would tell you. Um, If he doesn't give you the 100%, it's okay. Then clearly there's an issue and he's just exploring his options or he just doesn't know. So, yeah, I definitely would say... From the looks of it, it doesn't sound like Gus Bradley's leaving, but at the same time, you never know. This is the NFL. Different things happen. Like you said, uh, there's going to be more coaches that are going to be going to different places. Uh, More guys are going to be leaving their teams in the playoffs. When the playoffs are over and the Super Bowl is finally over, you're going to have a bunch of different guys that are going to be coming in and they're going to be leaving their teams and going to different places. So, you know, there's there's lots of time for this. There's not a mm-hmm. there's not a set in stone kind of thing here, but obviously if we don't hear anything, if we don't hear anything by March, then you most likely know then that's probably going to stay the way it is. I would imagine 
would probably hear something by mid-February. If it's not, then we probably get our answer. But yeah. we'll go ahead and one, hop into the next thing. There, one thing before we hop into the next thing that I wanted to add, you know, I guess I kind of view it as like, like with a career, for example, like there's different jobs that you can have, right? There's different places that you can go. And, and sometimes it may not be a bad situation. You may feel good with that situation but, and you may feel like, okay, like I believe in this play. Like I believe in all these things, but also I think in, in another vein, it's like, like, for example, like, you know, I moved from this last year to a new job in my career. Right. And it wasn't necessarily like I felt like it was a situation where I had to get out or whatever, you know, right away. It wasn't like a bad thing. But I think for me, I found and maybe this is true of Shane Steichen as well is like, you know, I want to find somebody who's truer to who I am in a lot of ways and truer to what I believe is important. And so maybe that's kind of where the Colts are, where it's like, I'm not like in a bad, I don't feel like we're in a bad situation with where we are at defensive coordinator, but I also believe that there could be another guy, if he does become available, that maybe is, you know, in certain ways, truer to who we want to be as an organization, who I am as a coach. And so that's kind of how I feel about this situation. That's kind of the vibe I got from Steichen where it's like, it's not bad, but also maybe there is another thing. I don't know yet. You know, we're still very early into that process. And like you said, it is a process. It's not just going to be like the Colts decide all of a sudden, boom, you know, we're going to move on from him. It might take a little bit of time. And I think that's wise for the Colts to just do their due diligence. And if they determine there's no other coordinator out there they want, then they'll stick with Gus Bradley. But they feel like there's somebody who is – more true to who they want to be and more true to who Shane Steichen wants to be and shares more of that philosophy, if you will, maybe that's when they decide to make the change. So that's kind of a thought I had running in my head was, was kind of that sort of, you know, evaluation, if you will. Um, and I know the Colts will take some time and evaluate the season and see the good, see the bad. And, and Steichen ultimately will have the final call on that. So that's kind of one thing I wanted to just quickly add in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's going to take some time. And it's also going to hopefully not take as much time with this one right here. And we're talking about Michael Pittman. Uh, Michael Pittman said today that, you know, he has appreciated his first four years here in Indianapolis. But he said he would not be doing his due diligence if he did not explore all of his options. So he said, Listen, until my contract gets up in March, I'm still going to be an Indianapolis Colt. Uh, I'm going to go and do what I need to do. But, you know, he said he definitely would be happy to come back to the Indianapolis Colts, but he is going out there and seeing what is available for him. I mean, there's a lot of different things here, Cody. We The franchise tag got mentioned for Michael Pittman. He said he wants to get a long-term deal, but he said, I don't think anyone would be displeased with $23 million. Do I necessarily want to play on one? Not necessarily, but he thinks that the franchise tag could help to allow them to be able to extend on conversations for an extension going into the future. Because remember, guys, the franchise tag for wide receivers is currently set at $23 million. So, I mean, again, that's a few dollars more than 
what Christian Kirk got uh, on his contract two years ago. So this is def- that would definitely be a good number. But obviously, Michael Pittman wants to be a have a long term contract, and he's willing to look everywhere. Uh, what did you take away from Pittman's comments today, Cody? I mean, the, to me personally, I appreciate the sentiment. I think Jack Doyle did something similar years ago. But let's be real. The Indianapolis Colts are not allowing Michael Pittman Jr. to walk out that door. There's no question in my mind because the Colts have if the Colts have done anything well over the last couple of years. They have treated their own well. If players go out there, homegrown players go out there and they produce Derek, there's no question in my mind that the Colts are going to figure out a way to keep Michael Pittman Jr. around for a long, long time. I just do not see a scenario where the Colts let him walk. I mean, how many players, Derek, and how many even Shane Steichen talking about today how huge Michael Pittman Jr. was for this team this year? And so there's just no question in my mind with how much the players love him. You're literally your franchise player and Jonathan Taylor advocating for bringing him back. Like, I don't think there's any question in my mind that Michael Pittman Jr., whether it's a franchise tag and you work on a long-term deal or whether the Colts just sign him to a long-term deal, whatever it is, I have no question in my mind that Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be a Colt for probably his entire career with how much the Colts love him and how critical he was you know, to this team this year. I mean, Derek, let's be honest, like no other player came close to what Pittman did this year on the Indianapolis Colts receivers. Josh Downs had a great rookie year. But you saw it when Pittman missed that game, you know, really that second half against Pittsburgh, and then he missed the following game against Atlanta. You saw how much the Colts missed him out there. So he is so invaluable to this offense, so invaluable to what they do. And I have no question in my mind with how much the Colts use him, how he's clearly the number one guy, and there's not really much of a competition in terms of targets, receptions, yards, touchdowns, all that stuff. There's no question in my mind, Michael Pittman Jr. While I appreciate, you know, I think that's fair. You know, you want to test free agency. You want to see what's out there. But in my mind, I think that's just honestly, and and, and I don't blame him. Like, that's a, that's what you got to do. You got to say that because you want a big extension with Indianapolis. I mean, Derek, this guy's bought a home in Indy. He's got he raised kids in Indy. All he's known is Indy for his entire career. And so I definitely can appreciate what Michael Pittman wants. And I think the Colts owe him that for how they have not done him credit with all the quarterbacks they've you know, had throwing him the football over the last couple of years. So he's been the one thing, Derek, that we can say over the last really three to four years that has been the consistent part of this Colts offense outside of Jonathan Taylor, obviously. So the Colts owe him that money, and he deserves to get extended and deserves to be a Colt for a long, long time. So I appreciate that sentiment, but it definitely seems like Pittman's very reasonable in a lot of ways, right? Like he's willing to work it out because I think he deep down and we've heard, you know, a little bit from Pittman's father, um, Michael Pittman Sr., that he loves Indy. He wants to be an Indy. So I have no question in my mind. He's going to be an Indy for a long time. No question. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been uh, bringing that up on Twitter today that, you know, I don't, I doubt that Chris Ballard even allows him to even get to free agency. Like you said, he's, he's the number one here. There's no, there's no question about it. Even if you're going to go wide receiver, number one overall, uh, or the first pick in the draft this year, no shot. You allow your best receiver by a long shot out of the building, uh, going into this next year. He has been consistency. And I mean, even with what Jonathan Taylor has talked about, with him talking about Pitt, you know, he said he's, he just talks about him from that perspective of, I mean, we've been through a lot together, says different quarterbacks under center, yet he's proven he can be a playmaker in this league. And he says, I don't even know why you wouldn't want him in your building. So you're right. Like he may have a few conversations with like a few other teams or and whatnot, but like you said, I doubt that Ballard even allows him to make it to free agency without a contract. And even if they don't, like you said, the franchise tag, it's there. They will use it. And it's the probably the only player you would use the franchise tag on uh, for this particular situation, at least until you can get an actual deal done. So I wouldn't worry too much, Colts Nation. If you're worried about that at all, um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much. My my confidence level yeah. in Pittman being a Colt next year is pretty much at a 99% right now. Uh I, yeah, I really I I'd highly doubt I'd highly doubt that he leaves. Um and yeah, right, I was gonna say if there's if there's one player I'm saying the Colts resign, maybe Kenny Moore is the other exception as well. Those two guys are like I'm 99% sure with how well they played what they mean to the respective uh, position groups and to the respective size of the football, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, can you imagine how pissed the locker room would be if Pittman, they let Pittman walk over a contract? Like, there's no way in my mind they let that they let that happen. No way. Especially considering they just paid Jonathan Taylor for his production. You know, there's no way they, they pay really their second most consistent guy um, and maybe you could argue Pittman's been their most consistent guy. There's no way that you let him go with how much he means to this locker room and to this organization and really to this offense. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more with the Jonathan Taylor stuff there. You know, Jonathan Taylor talking about this team and what he's excited for. Uh, main takeaway from 2023, he said, we've got a really scrappy team. The team is going to fight, scratch, and claw. And we saw that this year, Cody, uh, no doubt about it. This team definitely showed a ton of heart, which I think that a lot of times last year you didn't see that. So it's good to see the change in that. Uh, JT also has asked about 
uh, his eagerness to work with Anthony Richardson said he's talented and really eager to learn. Uh, I mean, and that's been the thing we've been talking about Cody with Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, and you know, Michael Pittman, those guys back, uh, that could be a really great offense if you have all of those guys together. And, you know, you want to bring Michael Pittman back on a long-term deal because you want to give Michael Pittman that opportunity to hopefully have a quarterback that for years he can actually develop chemistry with, right? Because like you said, the first year he was here, it was with Phillip Rivers, right? In 2021, it was Carson Wentz. 2022, it was Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. And then here in 2023, it was Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. And you hope now, with if Anthony Richardson stays healthy, that you actually can get Michael Pittman a number uh, number one quarterback that will be there for years to come. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, or Pittman, I should say, has put up these numbers even with inconsistent quarterback play at so many different times. So, no doubt, Pittman definitely deserves what he's going to get. I mean, just out of curiosity for you, Odie, I mean, how how many how much money do you actually think he's going to get you know from an average annual ba- uh, salary yeah i mean i i have to look at some of the receiver numbers here recently cuz i honestly well, haven't done a whole lot of that think about it from this perspective right the kirk contract was 21 million right okay and the franchise tag value is at 23 million now i mean obviously Receivers' numbers are going higher and higher now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's illogical to think that Pittman gets a, me personally, I think a $24, $25 million evaluation number this year is not out of the question. I'd say you give yeah. him a three-year contract with, I'd say probably, you could probably convince him to sign at 23 or $24 million, and then you just front load that contract and then you increase the sign the guarantee money because that's been a lot of what ballard's done recently of you know upping the guarantee money and then just you know bringing the values down a little bit which has kind of helped in the regards to that so I, i don't know how you feel about that one I mean, for your number one, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, he hasn't had a legit elite quarterback. So, like, gosh, I just wonder, Derek, if he had one year of, say, an Andrew Luck or whatever, or an elite, you know, one year of a full Anthony Richardson, if he was living up to his potential, how good could this guy actually be? Like, I genuinely am curious how good he could have been, or if he had a second year with Phillip Rivers. You know, like, I'm just so curious because when you have mid to below average quarterback play, you know, for your entire career, like how good could you truly be? And so I think you take that risk a little bit there. But, you know, Pittman, I think, showed you this year that that risk is worth it. I, I really do believe that. So I think, yeah, well, a lot of people would say that's a lot of money for a wide receiver. Yeah, it is. But also, you know, you I think you owe it to him in some ways because you haven't given him a chance to prove truly what he's capable of with a you know young stud quarterback. I, I'm really intrigued by that. So I'm all right with it. I really am. And I know for some people that's a lot of money. That's too rich for their blood. But again, you have a ton of cap space, Derek. 
And he, you know, players like Michael Pittman Jr., while he's not you know to the level of a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson, he's a darn good receiver. And you just don't let those guys walk out the door. So I'm all right with it. I'm good with it. Keep, you know, whatever you got to do, keep him around because he is so valuable to your team. So valuable. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into this next piece of information here. Talking about Ryan Kelly and... Listen, it's been no question that over the last basically two years, there have been question marks as to whether or not Ryan Kelly wants to, you know, retire basically in the near future. Um, I think that it's mainly just been due to the fact that people have assumed, you know, with what's been going on in his life with him and his wife trying to, you know, have children and where they're at with that and you know the amount of injuries that Ryan Kelly has been piling up and of course you know Ryan Kelly got himself a good payday from his last contract I guess a lot of people brought that up and thought that it was you know something to look uh look for in the future he was asked about that today specifically asked Ryan Kelly when he began or when he began thinking about his future Kelly said about what And they said basically about maybe retiring and said, have I ever mentioned I'm thinking about retiring? And he said, I don't know where that blank comes from. Uh, And then basically their reporter saying it's, it's out there and says somebody needs to check their sources. Now, (laughs) Cody, the last time that somebody in the Indianapolis Colts locker room said, check their sources. DeForest Buckner was at the forefront of it, of some guys lying about him wanting out of Indy. So it's sounding like Ryan Kelly was not happy with being asked once again whether or not he's retiring because, you know, we keep speculating, but the the one person that has never actually given you a reason to speculate is Ryan Kelly. So, yeah. Doesn't seem like Ryan Kelly's going anywhere, at least in the near future. No, which is great, great news. I mean, you texted me this morning and told me that. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, before I knew <laughs> what was actually true, I'm like, really? Are we going to have another Anthony Costanzo situation where a player who is one of the top of his positions, like, you know, is hanging it up early? And, I, you know, I never got that sense from Ryan Kelly, you know, that that, that was even really something on the table. You know, he's a guy that I've never questioned his love for football. He's always seemed like a football guy first. You know, with Costanzo, it was more like I felt like he had other things that he enjoyed, just similar to Andrew Luck in that way, you know, where you're like, if there's a player on the Colts you're not shocked is, you know, going to hang it up early, it's that guy because he's got a lot of other interests outside of football. But with Ryan Kelly, I never got that sense, you know. I mean, I think the, the part that makes it would make it kind of believable was, I think, the, the concussions. I mean, that one is a, re- a real thing. You know, Kelly had multiple concussions this year. And you're like, okay, you know, does he look at that and say, you know, that's scary. You know, I want to you know, make sure that I'm good for, you know, my children and my wife and all that stuff. And so, you know, he decides to go about that. But other than that, I mean, he's been through so much, Derek, him and his wife had, um, you know, are people trying to like put some pieces that aren't there together? I don't know. But it's great to see Ryan Kelly clear up any confusion and, you know, seem like he's very motivated to come back and uh, continue to play at the level he's played. I mean, he was a top five center. And, Derek, I don't think he was five. 
I think he was one of the best centers in the NFL last year. And I, it's great news because, you know, to have your offensive line intact, you feel really, really good about where that unit's at. And so to really have your leader in the interior saying that, that's great. <laughs> that's great that he's clearing up that confusion because uh, that makes you think, okay, he's still very much motivated. He's Derek, he's only 30 years old. So yeah. he's very motivated. And, and I know like 30, like you're like, oh, he's getting old. But like that's, I feel like that's pretty young still in the life of an offensive lineman. Cause we've for seen guys play. Yeah. For yeah. offensive line, it's different. 30, 30 for the guys that rely on speed is definitely uh, a much different thing. I mean, you're seeing it nowadays, Cody, where, I mean, talk about like Jason Kelsey, who's 30, he's about to be 36, right? Like, yeah. and he's still one of the best centers in football still. And I mean, you talk about these offensive linemen nowadays that are playing to their late 30s. You know, it, it's not, it, it's not an abnormal thing for these offensive linemen to be able to play into their mid or late thirties anymore. It's, it's just not something like if once you start hitting those mid, those early thirties, then I start questioning, Oh, you know, maybe it is starting to time to th think about that question mark, but you know, until you hit the age of 32 as an offensive lineman, 32, 32 is still young for an offensive lineman in a lot of different perspectives. Uh, I mean, the main problem has just been Ryan Kelly's had to deal with a lot of lingering issues uh, with injuries and whatnot. But again, lots of offensive linemen deal with that throughout the time. But I mean, it is crazy, Cody, that Ryan Kelly is the only guy on that offensive lineman uh, that was not part of the Ballard era. He was brought in before yeah. the Ballard era. And he's yeah, the only guy that's really stuck around uh, for that long time being so you know it's been great to see it, it's great to hear ryan kelly you know kind of share a frustration a little bit there because it's like you know i'm sure he i mean i remember no shade to destin whatsoever i know destin asked him about that uh in the off season too uh i think mentioned the idea of that and you know it didn't seem like ryan kelly really loved the idea of that being a thing back then i'm sure he probably still doesn't like it now so it is nice to see that frustration because you kind of get a better understanding of how he's feeling basically saying i'm i'm not planning on going anywhere at least not right now yeah yeah and you'd hope for that response right that's the perfect <laughs> response you would hope that he would be ticked off by that question right you would yeah. hope that he would respond the way he would because that shows i'm not anywhere close to thinking about that I'm not anywhere close to even contemplating retirement, you know? And so that is great news that, that Ryan Kelly still very much wants to be, you know, playing and playing at a high level and is very motivated next year to be the starting center and to be what he's been. So yeah, that definitely makes you feel like, okay, center is not going to be a position that we have to worry about this off season. That's great news because we've got plenty of other positions we got to worry about, you know? So, um, yeah. but yeah, so I feel good about that with Ryan Kelly. Great to see him clear that up and kind of instill back some confidence in, in fans and be like, all right, he's good. He, he feels good. So, Absolutely. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead, hop into another player here in Kenny Moore. Again, another upcoming free agent 
that the Colts have to monitor on whether or not they're going to bring back Kenny Moore when asked on his desire to be an Indianapolis Colt. He said, I obviously want to be here. This community has meant so much to me as a person and says Indianapolis has always been a home away from home. So, I mean, you know, no doubt, Cody, that Co- uh, that Kenny Moore wants to stay here. Um, and after his resurgence uh, this year, I think that it's safe to say that he, outside of Pittman, I think Kenny Moore might be the second most important player for you to try and bring back here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, he, you could make an argument he is the most important player to bring back here. Just simply because you look at your cornerback room, Derek, you had two rookies starting on the outside. You have had a ton from last offseason to this offseason. This, I mean, just look at how many players who were key parts in your cornerback room that going into this offseason, they're not even a part of your cornerback room anymore. I mean, Stephon Gilmore, not on the team anymore. Isaiah Rogers, not on the team anymore. Obviously, we know Brandon Faison, not on the team anymore. So, like, three of your top guys last year, and obviously with Kenny Moore being one of those guys as well, that aren't on your team anymore. So you had to go young. You had to rely on Juju Brents. You had to rely on Jalen Jones. You had to rely on guys like Daryl Baker and Tony Brown for stretches. So, like, you had a ton of movement, and Kenny Moore has been really the only consistent guy from a year ago that stuck around, and not just stuck around, but like you mentioned, played at a high level, been one of the top slot corners in the NFL. And again, Derek, he's still fairly young for a corner, too. He's only like in his late 20s at this point. So yeah, he's only 28 he's right now. He'll be 29 next year. So, yeah. So he's still got a good amount of years left in him. Yeah. So, definitely a guy that, you know, Pittman's your lock for offense. Kenny Moore's your lock for defense. He is so valuable. And I know Zaire Franklin, who is your captain on that defense, was adamant that Kenny Moore needs to be back next year. And, and Derek, it's interesting because we're seeing some of the star players advocating for other star players to come back. So I think that's great. I love that. I love seeing guys sticking up for their own guys. I love that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned that with guys sticking up for other guys. And you know, Zaire Franklin basically backed that up and said, I, yep. it, I mean, he mentioned it with how I don't really see how this defense uh, goes without Kenny Moore. And I mean, that's the point, Cody, is – we kind of talk about it here with, you know, especially with Gus Bradley's defense, it requires having elite players in order to make the system work the way that it wants to. And mm-hmm. Kenny Moore has been that elite company. He's been one of the few elite company players that have been able to be a part of two different zone schemes and, you know, work within that to make it just his own. And even this year, I mean, from all intents and purposes, back to being one of the best slot corners in all of football this year. So no doubt that the players want him back and everybody else wants him back. The fans want him back. And 
you know, I know that they had an issue with the contract thing last off season, uh, but you know, we're back into this sort of uh, category here. I don't think there's a situation where Ballard lets him go. Um, especially like you said, with you don't have a lot of certainty at the cornerback position to really say we're going to let go of it. It's the same way with the wide receiver group, right? Like you can't allow these guys to leave because you don't have a bona fide backup to that. You don't have mm-hmm. an answer behind it. So you have to keep the really good ones still there while you try to figure it out. So no yeah. doubt that I think he's going to be sticking around. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see here. Yeah. Let me go. One thing, to- Derek, while you're, while you're looking here, um, if, if I were to make a top five indispensable Colts, and we might do this later <laughs> on, um, but I think you would have to put these two players in there. You know, you would have to put Michael Pittman Jr. and Kenny Moore on your list somewhere in the top five. Now, where that's a different topic, we'll talk about that later. But they're both so, so valuable because they've been so consistent and they've been available as well, which has been big. So both these guys, no question. You don't think about it twice. You get it done. You bring them back. No question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so let's kind of hop into some other things here. Just real quickly, um, Colts signed nine players to reserve slash future contracts. Uh, Austin Ajak, uh, Liam Anderson, Tyree Cleveland, Marcel Dabo, Ethan Fernea, Arlington Hambright, Jordan Murray, uh, Xavier Scott, and Eric Tomlinson. And then they signed four players to one-year contract extensions. This is mainly for guys that you know, would be fringe practice squad guys, but sometimes would have a tendency to make their way up into the roster from time to time. And those four players were Daryl Baker Jr., Trevor Denbo, Cameron McGrone, and Sagoon Alubi. So that was that's good to see Alubi in there because uh, Alubi was about to be a free agent as well. So it was good to see him be able to get a one-year contract extension for uh, a bare minimum there as well. That helps save money. And the only player that was waived was Tony Brown. As we had said earlier before, guys, remember, we heard about the suspension and, you know, they had talked about uh, the incident that had happened, whatever incident that was, uh, where McKenzie and him were both suspended. And, now, to be clear with the McKenzie thing, uh, Cody, it's quite interesting. Uh, McKenzie is contractually still on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, his contract expires, obviously, in March, where he will become an unrestricted free agent. Uh, don't see any situation where Indianapolis comes and begs him to come back. So I don't see that happening. Now we move to another spot here. Talk about Ed Dodds real quick. Uh, Ed Dodds has been asked to be interviewed for the Raiders job. No doubt that it will be the first of many that he's going to get this year. What do you say, Cody? Are you afraid of Ed Dodds taking a job this year? I I feel like we have this conversation every single year. So yeah. Ed Dodds always gets asked to get interviewed. Maybe he has a few he takes, but... He just continued he, – he's going to take a special thing, I think, for Ed Dodds to leave, to be honest with you. And I don't think he's going to. I just don't have this feeling in this sense that Ed Dodds is going to do it unless 
you know, they roll out the red carpet essentially for him. And, but for me, I just don't, I just don't, I think it's going to take a special place, special organization to get Ed Dodds out of Indianapolis. And I just don't see the leaders being it to be completely honest with you, but I could be wrong. And then as far as the last thing here to really talk about on today, and it's crazy. We've been going 40 minutes on this already. Jelani Woods, the last thing we can talk about here. Remember, guys, Jelani Woods was placed on the IR at the beginning of the season and never came off of it. Uh, he had had numerous hamstring issues. So he had the hamstring issue. He was asked about it and said, I was planning on returning. Actually, uh, was planning on returning for the Germany game against New England, Cody. So he actually was planning on returning midway through the season. But then when he was still going through his rehab, he basically then aggravated the other hamstring and it continued to set him back. And it was just an injury-ridden season for Jelani Woods, Cody. And, you know, he's obviously frustrated with it. Nobody ever wants to go an entire year without being able to play because of a lingering injury like that. I know some people have given up on Jelani Woods, but I certainly hope that when he gets healthy and he's ready to go, uh, presumably in 2024, that that will be another great weapon for Indianapolis uh, for 2024. Uh, what do you think about Jelani Woods there? Yeah, it's just it just ticks you off, doesn't it? It's just like, come on, seriously? Like, this dude has some very poor uh, injury luck this season. Like, come on, man. That, that's just not even fair. It almost just, like, makes you want to, like, I don't know what, like, just punch something. You know, it's just ridiculous. And it's it's nothing Jelani Woods did. It's just, it's just unfortunately just a stupid, stupid thing that happened for Jelani Woods and nothing he could control. And so – it's just unfortunate for him, but yeah, I'm I'm not giving up on him, Derek. Uh, far from it. I mean, we saw what he could be when literally the Colts' offense was a complete like disaster in 2022. But Jelani Woods was one of the lone bright spots. Whenever you threw him the ball, he was going up there and he was making plays. And so I'm not ready to give up on him. Um, like Shane Steichen said, he's just got to get healthy. And the good thing is he's got a lot of time to get healthy now. And so. Hopefully he can do that. You know, don't push it too bad, Jelani. Just get back to where you need to be. Take your time and uh, come back strong for 2024. Because if he is healthy, Derek, he's a weapon, like you talked about. He he definitely just with the sides, the athleticism. I mean, he got a 10 out of 10 raw athletic score. So this dude's a freak. So the the fact that he didn't play all year and the Colts still had a really solid offense. You just add him, potentially add a couple more pieces at wide receiver, tight end, whatever, some more weapons for Anthony Richardson. You have him healthy. That, that's exciting. So hopefully Jelani can get back to where he was back in his rookie season and he can put this really lost year for him in the back burner and, and can move forward and can be a critical part of this offense. So, yeah, hoping he gets back and has no more setbacks and is good. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Like we said, a lot to cover in this today. Uh, let us know your thoughts on everything that was said today at the media days. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.